0: We're joined today by Tal Gurr, an internet entrepreneur, coach, traveler, and financial freedom enthusiast. After leaving school at age 21, Tal embarked on a long motorcycle trip in Australia and immediately fell in love with the country. He returned in 2003 after several years working in the high-tech world, and it became his inspiration to pursue a series of major life goals that eventually resulted in a fateful trip to Nepal that turned into a turning point in his career. Tal has traveled around the globe, competed in Ironman triathlons, surfed some of the best beaches on the planet, learned Muay Thai kickboxing, done volunteer work with the autistic, and achieved financial freedom with his online business. Let's welcome Tal to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. Hey Tal, welcome to today's show. Guys, listen, I get a lot of uh, folks that send us emails asking to be on our podcast, probably I don't know, maybe five to 10 a week. And most of them, um, know, they're just not a good fit. Uh, I like Tal's description because it is very motivational. The guy is a young man who's achieved a lot in his life. And I like just from uh, the synopsis of his book, I loved what he could potentially offer on the show. So I agreed to have him on the podcast. So Tal, I really appreciate you taking the initiative to reach out to us. And I appreciate your time today being my co-host for today's uh, Real Estate Coaching Radio.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, and thanks for the compliment. Uh, of course.
0: So, guys, there's going to probably be a little delay, not much of one, because Tal is actually in Israel. And so, obviously, these, uh, the technological limitations might rear their ugly heads occasionally. So the idea of writing down a list of 100 goals to achieve in a decade, I love that idea. That's a very you know, inspirational concept for a lot of people when you've shared the idea of doing just that with other folks 100 goals in 10 years what is what have the reactions been has it been something that people thought was a nice idea or did they how many people immediately went to well tell tell me how to do it and how to achieve them like what level of seriousness do you find that most people have to the actual accomplishment of goals well most people were fascinated about the idea but it was a bit of
1: a bit extreme for them so kind of like curiosity and at the same time, like kind of rejecting that uh, in a way that like, that's not something that they, they will do, but they just want to hear more about that. That's basically the the
0: reaction. Yeah. In other words, they wanted to hear the stories of your experiences, but they didn't actually want to take on that sort of uh, responsibility themselves. How did you decide what to, when you're coming up with a hundred goals, once the list was formed, did it change? or was that it, and you were gonna hit those 100 before you created new ones, or did you remove some and add some as the years progressed?
1: Well, it was always 100 life goals. I I divided them to 10 categories, so there was always 10 categories. The list uh, wasn't fixed, so I allowed myself to change uh, goals along the way, but it was always 10 categories, and there was always one big goal every year. So basically every year I changed an area of focus and the idea was that if I change areas, then I will kind of master the, the art of fully living. So I, I felt like I didn't want to really master just one area of life. I felt that if you really want to fully live, you want to go to, you know, to different areas and, and delve into them. And in some ways, I really believe in going into the extreme because that way I can extract more wisdom out of that. That, that was the main idea.
0: So you came up with this concept of 100 goals uh, after you just turned 30. What was the thing that caused you to decide to go in a different direction with your life versus what most people do, which are staying on a pretty traditional career family path? What made you pivot? Was there a thing that caused you to think differently?
1: Yeah, well, I was was 30 years old. And um, I kind of asked the question, what's next? uh, at that time, I set like one big goal, which was like studying in Australia, uh, doing my master's degree in Australia. And uh, I really enjoyed the process. I really enjoyed the journey. Uh, I loved it. It kind of, I felt like alive. So I had a conversation with two friends and uh, throughout the conversation, I said, how about like we set a, bu- a bucket list, I called, And one of my friends said that he's not interested in setting a bucket list because his dad died when he was 14. Forty years old, and uh, when he actually said that, something hit me. I, I thought to myself, "How would I live my life if I only had ten years to live?" And again, at that time, I was thirty years old, and I said, "Like if I if I only had ten years, and and forty was was the end of my life, what would I, what what would I do different?" And uh, I, I thought about it, and and I realized that I'll probably bring more urgency to. My dreams. I wouldn't wait until uh, you know retirement and so forth. So I thought it's a good concept. I uh, went back home, made a list of 100 life goals, divided them into 10 categories, and yeah, the first year I actually totally forgot about it. It only really happened on the second year when I kind of went back to the list and I said, all right, that 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 seems to be like a, a good project to have in life.
0: So one of the things we teach our coaching clients, and this is, um, you know, it's a goal is a dream with an action plan, just writing something down and saying this is my goal is not going to usually result in success of the success of that goal. So did you how did you go about when you were creating these 100 goals? I'm sure. And you said one big goal per year. How detailed did you get in the planning of the accomplishment of that goal? Can you walk us through, uh, for example, uh, something that, um, you know, a goal that you set and how you went about doing it moving from Israel to Australia? I'm reading here that, you know, you wanted to master English and and all the rest of it. I mean, those are pretty big goals. So walk us through how you actually went through the process of goal setting and then the creating the action plan.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 has been developed along the way. Uh, in the beginning, I really adopted something called immersion, which means that uh, I basically put a focus on one big goal. Um, and from there, like I started to develop other techniques, like you know, like habits, daily habits, and and so forth. Uh, one one thing I want to say about really big goals. Let's say I did. Let's say the Ironman triathlon or financial freedom. Actually, financial freedom is a pretty good goal. As an example mm-hmm. um, what I've done is I, I had like milestone goals uh, along the way which means one of them was for example clearing my debt and another one was to start a passive income stream and then another one was you know uh, location independence before financial freedom um, I felt that is that, that was a key component just like you know having like a smaller goals along the way. Um, some other strategies is having a really good support system uh, I actually hired coaches along the way I hired coaches, coach, coach coaches for uh, the Ironman Triathlon I even hired coach, coaches for surfing my surfing journey around the world so I feel like uh, coaches can actually shortcut a lot of uh, you know the shortcut like some some of the obstacles or, or you know the journey in general um, yeah that's basically I mean the overall overall strategies I can even delve more if you want um, later. Yeah.
0: well, no, I mean, th- that's something we, so I like the fact that you kind of pivoted towards financial stuff because that's what a lot of our podcast listeners will want more information on. So you mentioned, you said that you would create it. You have uh, financial independence. I don't think those were your words, but that's the gist of it. One of the things we teach our coaching clients is rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. And you said passive income streams. So passive income streams producing enough net profit per month that it covers all your personal overhead plus that's the definition of rich, because then you get your money coming in passively, and you don't actually have to earn money. Um, so when you are winning, going about setting up your passive income streams with the idea of being your definition of rich, well, maybe I should ask: Do you have a definition of rich? Do you operate like along those lines, or is it or differently?
1: Yeah, my, my definition of financial independence is passive income greater than your lifestyle expenses. So when you reach this point, uh, you're basically financially free because you don't have to work you you work because you want to work, or grow your assets and so forth so that that was my big goal um and basically the equation you know has two sides one is increasing passive income and the other one is minimize expenses when i started actually i really went um i, I went very i mean big on the, the minimalism and and minimize expenses so uh just to just to give an example i went to india in the beginning of my journey, because over there I, I only had to spend like $500 a month. And my passive income was greater than $500 a month, which means that I actually had 24-7 to work on my business. And that's how I increased passive income along the way.
0: Fascinating. No, I like what you said, too, because that really is the bottom line, listeners. You have to minimize your outflow and uh, increase your income and then turn those things into passive income generators. And the way, frankly, a lot of folks in the real estate industry, 122,000 of them probably listening today, guys buy rental properties. But there are other ways to do it. But in your industry, rental properties are probably going to be your shortcut to creating financial independence. So once you've established that financial independence you, was that one of your your like main priorities prior to all the other uh, you know the big adventures and the learning you know the surfing and all the different oceans and all the rest of it you know the kickboxing and all, I mean where did, what order did you do these things then or did you do them simultaneously?
1: No 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 I mean every year I change an area of focus so the uh, financial freedom journey was on the third year. Um, and then it kind of gave me time to kind of really go for adventures and, and uh, travel and, and, and so forth. The first two years, actually, the first year was the year of socializing. And then the second year was the year of fitness where I did Ironman triathlon. But it's really cool to actually connect, connect all the journeys together because in some way um, they influence each other. So the, the fitness journey really helped me uh, setting good habits. So uh, when you do an Ironman triathlon, you have to be very, very uh, routine oriented. And if, if you go on a financial freedom journey, the, it really it can really benefit uh, benefit you. Especially like you know waking up early, um, you know w- working on the right things, and and even tracking and measurements. Uh, I tracked all my finances like you know to to the cent. Um, yeah, I really changed my habits, and I think that was key for, for my financial freedom journey.
0: I think that's extremely well said, and I agree completely. You, you know, it's it's interesting, too. A lot of folks, they'll try to improve their finances, but at the same time, they're sloppy on their personal health. And it's very difficult, guys, to do one really well without, making the, it, without working on all the things simultaneously. And to what his point was, is when you are working on improving your – Julie and I are big advocates of Orange Theory Fitness, you know – it's this string of, um, uh, I, I guess you'd call them, you know, it's group training that at gyms studios in, in the United States. It's a franchise. Anyway, they do a really good job of keeping you focused for 60 minutes. You end up burning between 500 and 1,000 calories. And, you know, all the workouts are very uh, disciplined and just the whole thing. And when you combine that with obviously improving your nutrition and you combine that with focus on sciences, everything becomes easier the financial aspects that maybe you struggled with before the doing what you didn't want to do and you didn't want to do it at the highest level say for example a lot of agents tall will struggle with prospecting will struggle with just things that basically are the very core things they need to master as far as being salespeople well they'll avoid them because they result in having they, they require skills they might result in rejection and things of that nature so agents will avoid them and do passive things but when you guys are improving yourselves physically um, and physiologically, at the same time, you're focusing on your finances, almost like magic. The stuff that you were thinking was difficult, that you were resisting in your business becomes simple. It just does because you see yourself changing in other ways and you're proud of yourself and you have great momentum. So it's, it's kind of fascinating that way. So as you've uh, how old are you now, by the way? Uh, Forty two. OK, so are you are you sticking with this like once you've accomplished these goals, because you started out, I asked your age because you started out when you were 30. Did you accomplish all the 100 life goals that you'd set for yourself in 10 years? Did you do it or did some of them take a little yeah. bit longer? Oh, you did. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Are you it, did you took me 10 years? exactly 10 years. Yeah. What were the hardest ones to accomplish? The Iron Man sounds torturous to me, wow. but what were, the, what, yes, what were the hardest ones to accomplish?
1: Um, it's funny because, you know, the the last goal that I had was uh, compose an electronic uh, song, and it was really hard. I I struggled. It's funny, like goal one number one hundred. You you would assume that you know that you, you you already muster like you know the whole idea of goal achievement and, and, and stuff like that. It really
0: made me humble. Can you walk us through that? For example, are you a musician or a yeah. musical person? Are you do no, you have no, a background nothing. in that? okay well then tell us that background. sounds like a crazy goal so, yeah. for someone who's not a music person all right so walk us through you knew nothing about music you're not a musical person you wanted to go about learning how to write this electronic song how did you do it yeah so the last year was the year of creativity and and
1: actually like another goal was like learning to drum and i actually drummed in in uh, burning man and I, and I didn't know how to drum at all i have i felt like i have zero musical kind of um you know skills and, and talent but I really felt that, you know, for, again, for me to master the, the art of fully living would be to actually like explore those areas. So anyway, going back to the, the question about uh, composing an electronic song, I went to the basics. So the basic for me was, first of all, seek support. Like uh, who, who knows about, you know, electronic songs and composing electronic songs. So I have a blog and I send emails to all, all my, my email subscribers and say, hey, you know, this is my last goal. Uh, Can you help me? Then I got like so many responses, and some of the responses were conflicting. Um, Some of the advices were like, you know, some people said one thing, another person said another thing, and also like the tools, like there's so many tools these days, and so it really took me a while until I actually mastered like one tool, and then I realized, no, maybe I need to go to another tool. Anyway, it was a hustle, the whole thing. But at the end, what I decided to do is to immerse in the journey. I basically kind of said no to a- everything else in my life and focused on that and kind of managed to compose a pretty good song. So yeah, it was a cool journey, but it was really hard.
0: Did you give yourself a deadline for the accomplishment of it when you're setting your goals? I mean, you're obviously a goal setting and accomplishing machine. When you set your goals, do you put a deadline on when you're going to have it done by? Yeah, always. And not only that, I also like announce
1: my, my goals uh, and the deadline. A lot of people are afraid to announce their goals because they're afraid of failure. And for me, uh, failure is not necessarily reaching or not reaching my goal. It's actually not starting. And so I'm not afraid anymore to actually announce my goals. On the contrary, like, I feel like a lot of support can, can come from just basically telling, to like just on Facebook, say, hey, this is what, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, if anyone can you know, have help or strategies or whatever, that can actually really bring you uh, closer to your goal. Uh, again, I think it's a, it's, there's a lot of uh, psychology here. There's a lot of sometimes, again, internal uh, conflicts or beliefs that don't, don't necessarily support you. So, you, you talk something about rejection, for example. So, rejection is something I actually talk about in my book. Um, Talking in my book, I call it, again, The Art of Embracing Rejection, which is basically in the beginning, I went and pursued rejection, I wanted to be rejected. I wanted to be, that was the goal. The goal was to actually reject it, to get rejected, not necessarily to achieve my goal. Because once I actually, once I'm able to be rejected, then I'm not afraid of that. And when I'm not afraid of that, I'm not afraid to kind of like go after whatever I want. So I think this is a pretty uh, solid uh, goal or
0: process to have in the beginning. Uh, Yeah, I agree completely. And uh, there was—I don't—I'm not remembering who it was now. My wife told me about this actually. There was somebody who—I think he was a—I don't remember. Anyway, he basically had set himself up to get like rejected a thousand times or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? He documented it. Yeah, hundred times. Yeah, yeah, one hundred times. So, so do you think uh, goal setting is in? You know, a goal is a dream with an action plan, and uh, you know, goals must be measurable, specific, written down, regularly. These are all the things you're saying. As far as people in general, you've been doing a fair amount of talking. You've written a, you know, a great book. You've done all these other types of things, helping other people think big like you clearly do. Uh, do you think that people, when they do set goals, do they set goals like, uh, that are big enough, or do you find that most people will compromise and set goals that are very achievable? I, I, that's a really crappy question, but do you get the gist of it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I get the question. Uh, personally, I really like big goals. Why? Because I have more uh, inspiration. I like the word inspiration. For me, uh, there's energy behind it. And sometimes when I set like small goals, I don't have the same energy. So Ironman triathlon mm-hmm. for me, it's like it's a life goal. Like you know, if I achieve that, whoa, you know, just just imagine the the belief I have in my abilities. That's, I I feel like you know, uh, me achieving financial freedom in one year was mainly because i achieved ironman triathlon again just having this confidence that, that i can can achieve big goals so I, I i go for for big goals i think most people don't go for big goals uh because really because they're afraid they're afraid of not achieving the goal they they're afraid of not reaching the the end result and i and i say give up on that give up on the achieving or not achieving a result, and really, really focus on are you pursuing your dreams or not? That's it. That's the the main thing. Pursuing the dream, not necessarily achieving it or not. And I feel like going for the big goal, you may get more inspiration. So that's my advice.
0: What do you have to give up in order to – I was writing questions down while you were talking. Great point. Thank you. What do you have to give up? And give up, again, you don't drill down on that too much, but what has to be – sacrifice let's say in the accomplishment of uh, big goals I'll give you a for example if you don't mind a lot of folks are afraid to set big goals I've observed because by doing so especially if they share those goals their peers their family members other people around them in their immediate you know circle will not overtly but sometimes overtly question them because maybe say for example you have the goal of you know, We're in America, so most everyone needs to lose 20 pounds, right? So if you set the goal of losing 20 pounds and running in a triathlon, and then you share that goal, and then you start working out, and then other people around you, you'd think that that would inspire a lot of folks, and it does some folks, and then they fall in the same path, but other people start to reject you. You see a lot of that, I see that a lot from a coaching perspective, when you have someone who's never earned a lot of money. And all of a sudden, they're earning a lot of money, (laughs) and their peer group around them is earning the same amount of money that they're earning before, not just their fellow real estate folks, but their family members, the people they grew up with, they're from the same community. So, how do, when you're talking about rejection, is that also what you're referring to? Having to deal with the rejection of other people who are not on a quest to accomplish goals in life?
1: Yeah, 100%. So, uh, rejection really goes into that. Um, And I would say, like, Ego as well. So if you're able to really focus on the enjoyment of pursuit rather than like what other people are going to think about me if I achieve it or fail, then you'll have a good life. That's, that's basically the way I look at it. Uh, I mean, there's no other way to say that.
0: Yeah, that's actually
1: In a way, you need to give up on, on, on ego, really, or you need to walk on like, uh, getting away from that. And basically really focus on the process and, and, and the enjoyment of the, of the pursuit.
0: Well, talk about ego. I mean, Ryan Halliday, um, he's speaking at our event here in Austin, um, the end of July, and he wrote the book, The Ego is the Enemy. And he did a great job in the middle section of his book, to kind of walking people in a non-spiritual, you know, non-Eastern religious type way through the effect of ego. On people's abilities to accomplish goals and accomplish things in life. So, did you? How did you go about working on your own ego and and making it so that it didn't become the crusher of your own personal dreams and goals? Because clearly, you had to have some level of ego mastery in order to do what you've done. Mm. Well,
1: now I really believe that you can actually use ego um, as as like, you know in service of the of the of the of your vision, right? But a lot of time, the ego is is leading. All right, like so. In a way, when I say like get away from the ego, it's not like necessarily diminish it. It's it's um, the ego needs to know who's the master, and what's really important here. And sometimes, what's really important is not necessarily if uh, people like you or don't like you. What's really on stake is, is something else. So in some ways, it's really to, it's I would say training the ego to be of service. Um, I mean, there's, there's ways to do that. Like, one thing that I say is, is actually, like, you know, go and experience, go and experience failure. Uh, like, see that it's not so bad. It's not so, I mean, like, let's say you announce that you're going to reach something and you, you, you haven't. It's not too bad, you know what I mean? Like And so experiencing that um, will allow a person to go beyond that. So whatever you're really, really afraid of, if you go for it, that would be the way. So I think there's a book called The Obstacle is the Way, uh, which I highly recommend. Um, yeah, a lot of times you feel like, you know, oh, there's a big fear that's like, stop me. Like, go for it. Do it. Just, just go directly into it and see that, that, that there's no big deal,
0: really. So in life in general, when you've come across folks that want to set goals, that want to think like this, that want to live like this, that want to act like this, why don't they? Why don't more people take action?
1: Again, the word is fear, I feel. Um, fear of what other people think about him. and fear of, of, you know, really not getting enough love. I, I, I think the main thing, the way I look at it is, is again, the question of love, where a lot of time we, we believe that it's conditional. It needs to come from the outside, from people and, and whatever. And, and I personally believe that if you can increase the capacity to source love from the inside and source happiness from, from the inside as well like unconditional happiness you'll be way way more equipped to
0: reach big goals how long did it take for you to develop that philosophy <laughs> 10 years <laughs> i
1: mean yeah I even though i you know i've done a lot i'm not i'm still you know struggling like a lot of other people um but I, but I've been I've been experimenting I've been practicing and I feel like you know uh, this actually if I if I if I go into real big picture right now in philosophy I would say our goal really in life is to train to love to train to be happy to train to be successful not necessarily to constantly be uh, happy lo- loving successful but to train to be better and if you look at that if this is your philosophy in life that I'm here to train if I'm here to practice and life is really one big gym, then again, you'll, you'll enjoy the process, you'll do good in life. But if you, if you feel like you have to do things perfectly all the time, then, then you'll have a lot of fears, a lot of fears of not reaching certain things. And so I feel again like just kind of changing a little bit of the mindset of like, I'm just, I'm just gonna experiment, I'm just gonna try, I'm just gonna see, I'm just gonna take the first step and then the second step. And, and every step you build your character. And I really believe this is the main thing: you becoming a better man, not necessarily achieving whatever financial freedom or, or million dollar whatever. You becoming a better man, you becoming the person you want to be. That's the whole. Uh, that's the whole journey. The hundred life goals. It sounds cool. It's a good, good story. Good title. But me becoming the man I want to become. That is the, the, the story, really. I love it, man. I really including appreciate being your time on today. on this podcast, by the way, like. 10 years ago, like, I wouldn't be on this podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I would, I would be afraid to speak in English. And now I don't have fears
0: because I've been experimenting.
1: I've been practicing a lot.
0: Yeah, your English is great. Your English is, you know, better than most of the people in the real estate business. <laughs> so, listen, I really appreciate your time today. I want everyone to buy your book. So, it's available on Amazon. It's called The Art of Living Fully. Or is that the name of it? I'm sorry. I just closed the notes. Yeah, The Art I'll- of
1: Fully Living. That's how The Art
0: art of Fully Living, okay. Hey, Mr. Show Producer, can you change that? And today you had two of the words transposed. And uh, if they want to find you online, how can they do that? Well,
1: just Google uh, The Art of Fully Living or just go to my website, uh, slash blog, com.
0: Excellent. Anything else you'd like to say to all the listeners before we head off for today's show? Go big. That's where the inspiration is. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, I love how you ended with go big because the truth is, guys, when you set goals, you got to set goals that you think are a little bit unreasonable. When you're setting goals, set goals that are maybe so big that you almost are a little embarrassed to write them down or actually think them. The goals that make you uncomfortable, the goals that cause you to feel like, oh my gosh, if I start sharing with people that I want to do this or accomplish this or buy that or whatever, then maybe they'll, you know, look at me down their brims of their noses and think I'm nuts. Those are that when you start reaching that level of goal setting, you're on your way because there's something that's magical that happens after you set a goal, especially a big one. And Tal talked about it today. You start actually becoming the person that can achieve that goal and the becoming the person who can achieve the goal is where you actually will find the magic. It's not just the accomplishment of the goal. It's the process of accomplishing the goal where you start to feel, fully live. I think I've encapsulated that fairly well. So Tal, I really appreciate your time today. Everyone else, um, obviously, please do share this podcast with as many of your friends and family, uh, real estate books and otherwise. I, and do buy his book. It's a fantastic book on Amazon with lots of fantastic five-star reviews. Have a fantastic day, everyone. There's a third fantastic. And Tal, thank you very much for being my co-host today.